Good day, everyone, wherever you're listening to this podcast or wherever you're watching from. Um, you're welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana, your number one African podcast show where we talk about various sporting stories, issues, developments that is making the rounds in the world of sports, particularly from an African eye. My name is Opa Adiola Amokomo. And on Sports Africana, we like to celebrate our success. We like to tell it the way it is as it pertains to us. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on all the various podcast directories, such as Spotify, Apple, Stitches, TuneIn, and all the various podcasts. And you can visit our social media platforms as well. Just type in Sports Africana on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and leave your comments, your questions, and we'll treat it as much as we can. Today is a bit different. We decide to um, talk about a spot that is kind of developing, uh, depending on how you see it or depending on which side of the divide that you're from. Um, it's kind of developing in Nigeria, or more, would I say, the interest is, is being generated. Um, and I think from 2012 um, onwards people started having interest in this point and that's basketball um of course in most african countries and in the sub-saharan of africa or in africa um, football tends to be the number one sport um, apart from some few countries like maybe angola but um, in nigeria um, the sport is gradually um, getting some sort of momentum interest um, and I see an opportunity in that sport, uh, but I do not qualify more. I'm, I have some guests with me who I believe eminently uh, distinguished in um, the world of basketball, particularly as it pertains to Nigeria. Uh, today I've on, on, on Sports Africa, it brings me great, great pleasure to have Ayo Onobolu all the way from the United States. Join us. Ayo, it's nice to have you. Thank you very much for having me, Adiola. It's, it's, it's a delight to be here. And the maestro himself um, is the grandfather of us all in basketball, um, as far as, as it concerns Nigeria. Um, I, he's looking at me strangely that, oh, grandfather, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? <laughs> um, please welcome Ode Ugutui. Um, nice to have you on Sport Africa, your second time on the, on the show. Oh yes, uh, Adiola, it's a pleasure here. Yes, my second time. I remember we, we did the inaugural, I think, uh, yeah, the, the inaugural episode together. Yes. yes but now, now that it's basketball, of course, you know, when, when you mention, when, when, once it's basketball, I'll show. <laughs> Talking about basketball, um, now, um, I started for watching basketball 1987-ish. Um, I'm sure um, back then, there was this lab program called um, uh, Sports Spectacular, which was being hosted by um, a veteran by the name Chukamoma. And that was my first um, time watching basketball, but I didn't really follow it through. You know, obviously, um, there was a, a bit of, um, in terms of the development of sport itself. But since 2012, to a precise, it seems the interest is gradually getting some momentum. Not that people were not following it, but Nigeria qualified for the 2012 Olympic Games via the playoffs. And all of a sudden, there's this interest again in basketball. And, but they, I'm sure you agree with me that 
there is a genuine interest in basketball in terms of followership. In fact, I dare say that basketball um, could almost rank neck to neck if things are done properly in terms of interest and followership. Because I know people that follow basketball, that follow the NBA, that watches the NBA, but they don't even know anything that exists in Nigeria. I'm sure you agree with me. I, I agree with you uh, because, uh, you know, the, the thing that drives interest in sports in Nigeria, they are, they are the basic things. Um, is, is, it, is, it, is it easily available? That's it. Can, can the practitioners, uh, those, those who want to engage in the sport, can they, can they have access to places where they can participate? The, the second thing that drives is that can we make money from it? Uh, you know, for football in Nigeria, it's every, every street corner is, 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 is a football field. So you see, you see people playing football everywhere. And for basketball, now uh, you, you mentioned um, uh, the Olympic Games. I think it, it was a bit, uh, it was, it was a bit um, uh, earlier than that. I, I think it, I, I will take it back to when we first qualified for the World Cup in Greece. That, that was when the interest uh, started gathering. That's okay, so we can get to the World Cup. And so once that happened, it, it, it was just a matter of time. Now, like you said, it's not, it's, it's, it's not for, for us to just do the right things. Because the growth here is intense, you, you, you can't imagine the number of Nigerian young, young Nigerians that travel every year, just like the football, to either play abroad or to or to or, or to study to go uh, to study uh, to to uh, uh, either to play or, or to study on basketball scholarships. So yes, interest is coming, is growing, and yes, you, you can say that it, it can rank alongside uh, alongside football. Um, Ayo, who oh, in the this last sport, table tennis which growing up was more like um it was a it was a sport that was kind of um if you go to very um, every homes back then you'll find a table tennis board everywhere so it's was a cultural sport just like football as well people playing on the streets you're in america and i'm sure you agree that basketball is a cultural sport whereby you're driving past a house and you find a basketball rim in the car park somewhere or uh, some guys can just go in the hoods and just maybe they're going their business doing different things and just so a basketball um, you know caught somewhere just try to try out and just to have some fun it is cultural in America how can we get to that point in Nigeria oh man that's uh, that's a very interesting one you're correct when you said um, it's a cultural sport in America. Right here where I live, we have an indoor basketball court. You go all over the place, you see basketball rims in front of homes, on the road, right there on the road. When cars are not passing, kids come out to play. It's very cultural, just like football is very cultural in Nigeria. Like you said, table tennis is cultural. But the difference between um, table tennis and football is that football has become a sport. People pay a lot of money to try to follow. Everybody's checking what's going on, you know, in the football world, but nobody really cares about table tennis anymore. Nobody knows who the number one player in the world in table tennis is, except you cover table tennis as a journalist or you are just a freak fan of table tennis. The same might be the case for basketball right now. Okay, now, you have people playing basketball. You have people, you, you drive around, you know, a place like Lagos, you go to courts in Ikoyi, you go to courts in Ilukweju. I still remember those places well. You find guys yeah. playing basketball. Basketball, I don't know if I'll be correct if I say that basketball, in a way, is an elitist sport. If you know what I mean by it. It was. And, and <laughs> it was, okay. But now it looks like 
more people are having their eyes open to it, you know. Uh, the equipment also matters. Uh, you look at table tennis, the ping pong ball is too affordable. The basketball, on the other hand, is not necessarily available, uh, uh, affordable. That's why I said it might be an elitist sport, right? You spend in Naira, you spend in the thousands to get a proper basketball to prosecute the games. But where in, in, you, for table tennis, for example, yeah, yeah. Talking about the affordability of the right. equipment of basketball, um, even table tennis that you mentioned, growing up, you go, you go past some houses that could not afford a table tennis board right. and they make right. a makeshift table tennis either use um, and, start, and they start playing or they use um, on benches playing concrete and they start playing i believe if basketball is as cultural as it is in america as in nigeria you can always make makeshift basketball rims and net at least for the fun of it so again again it's not so much about the equipment not being available but how can you get it cultural that's the issue I mean, because once you have the culture everything it still boils down yeah i feel like activity creates culture you only call something culture because people have been doing it over time but yeah. when you are not able to do it for a lack of basic facilities you need because trust me a basketball has to bounce if it doesn't bounce it is not a basketball so there are very few things you can use to create or to recreate the effect of a basketball. Yeah. You don't have a rim. Okay, I mean, when we were younger, we used to bend our hangers, you know, we try to bend the hangers and hang on. But you know, it's, it's really not the same thing. Another aspect is basketball education. How many times do we talk about basketball? How many people really, really follow basketball? Like, you know, they do the other sports. How, so it's, it's a lot of work. I'm trying not to point fingers at the um, administrative arm of basketball in the country because at the end of the day, everything still rises and falls on good leadership. They're going to have to do a lot of work. But at the grassroots level, we need to get people, find a way of, you know, getting people aware of the sport. Uh, permit me to make a little digression. When we were younger, right, if you played video games, you were called a non-entity. You were said to be someone who had no future ambition. Fast forward yeah, a few yeah. years after, guys are making serious millions sitting in front of their uh, um, um, PlayStation, console, Xbox yeah. consoles in a house and playing online, playing competitions. You know what I'm saying? So education also has a big role to play in this. So I still feel it might take a little time, but if the things are done the way they ought to be done, eventually it might become a culture. Watching culture, no doubt that exists. We have a great following for the sport in Nigeria. Talking about things being done right and creating a culture, buddy, uh, when you look at the administration of basketball as a tease at the moment, um, for once or word, um, it seems to be in some sort of, um, I don't want to use the word chaos. Uh, let me say disorderly at the moment. Um, there seems to be some sort of disorder in the administration at the moment. Um, there are two factions, the TJ faction and the Musakida faction. Um, shortly before um, TJ, that's Tijani Uma, by the way, and for those of you who are listening, Tijani Uma was the former um, um, president of the Nigerian Basketball Federation. And it was under his tenure, without a shadow of a doubt, that we qualified for the Olympics and in 2012 we qualified again in 2016 and it seemed that there was some sort of progress then comes 
the sport minister stating that for the various federation you can stay more than two ten years and that now give birth to a whole barrage of um, different issues that that has bedeviled um, the basketball um, sport as it is at the moment. Now, there was a, um, a basketball league that we used to have then. It was divided into the Savannah region and I can't remember the other bit. Atlantic. 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 And it seems to be thriving. In fact, they got a sponsor at the time before this whole thing broke out. Can you talk about the the um, administrative aspect or arm of the sport and how it affects the growth of the sport at the moment? Uh, first off, first off, let, let, let me make a couple of corrections. It was the minister that um, that said there should be that that um, the the uh, the president of the federation should spend two two terms. It wasn't the minister. That was what was in the constitution. What constitution? Because um, the MBF constitution, right? But it, was, it seems it that, that was, but it seems that that was across board for all of the other sports as well too. I did calm down. You, you, you need to be calming down. Okay, now here's the thing. <laughs> even as even as FIBA level, the president spends only one term. It doesn't do a second term. And so, um, in basketball, it has always been two terms. And then when the two term of TJ was about to expire, he calls he calls a congress, which excluded some major players, and changed the constitution that it can run for three terms. Now, the fear now for that, that everybody had was that if you can change it that easily without being challenged, you might as well change it to being forever, lifetime. being the president of, 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 of MBBF, lifetime. And so it, that became an issue. So what the minister tried to do was to do some damage, some, uh, some uh, damage limitation. Now, you and I may not agree with the way he did it. There are some things that, did, that happened at that time that I, I didn't agree with, but it was, important for us to stress that you cannot stay in office for longer than it's an african problem okay now and i think it all came from that from the sponsorship you you you, you, you mentioned um that was without doubt the biggest uh, sponsorship for any federation in nigerian sports sporting history and it came just as he was about to leave so the fear was that the extended channel so could enjoy the benefits of that sponsorship which that he was wrong, for. which he exactly. worked for. Yeah, that he worked for, and so that Christ and everything happened. That's what. So it wasn't the minister that that made the change. The second is that there's actually 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 there's there's only there's only one faction. There, there are no two factions. Only one faction that that is recognized by FIBA from their communications and from and from their dealings. However, there are court cases that are still in play that is hindering the board. From doing what they want to do or what they ought to do. For instance, there is no league now because there's a court case that says there cannot be any league unless XYZ. Mm. And so the board had gotten creative. Now, because the only level that's, that, that was, that, that's, in, that's, that's in contention is the Premier League. The lower leagues are not in contention. Also, the, 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 while the Premier League is, is suspended, Division one and two, they, they are thriving. In fact, they just signed a new multi-year multi contract. They signed one for, for, for two years, now they've signed, they signed another one for five years. And they are playing. Now, where this hurts everybody, 
especially, especially the players, is that, you know, like I said, one of the two things that drives involvement in sports is when people know they can make money off of it. Now, I also said that it, it, it used to be an elitist sport. Now, boys on the street are seeing their friends go to, go to a word probably will never have, have had that opportunity that go to, to, to the United States on sports scholarships because mm. they, took, they took part in a camp. And so they want to be a part of it. Yeah. But to be a part of it, some, some of them will have to play in teams. And this is where the uh, uh, the, uh, the division one and two leagues become uh, that they are currently becomes very very important. But where I will fault that uh, uh, is that when you are doing stuff like that, you got to find a way to get the media involved because they say that um, doing a thing something like that without advertising it's like winking in the dark. The work is good, it's going on, but like uh, like uh, uh, twenty twenty said, you've got to, to create a culture. You've got to talk about it. People are, people have got to be to, to be aware. And so you're talking about you also celebrate the wins. For instance, I'm about six or seven players or eight players who have gone to the United States. United States and now they're not a part of the national team. Their families are better, their lives are better, but nobody knows about them. And so these are the things that you've got to you've got to plant a seed to get to get bigger involvement. The, the, the reason footballers are making uh, uh, football is making waves is because the football stories we, we tell it over and over, over and again multiple interviews across all platforms and we showcase them. We're not doing that for basketball. Mm -hmm. And what the administration realizes that you've got to take carry the media along. To not uh, When I say carry along, I don't mean by giving them money. Don't get me wrong. There's got to be information available. It's very good that you it's very good that you clarify that carry exactly. along because carry because along means different over, things. Over here, <laughs> when people say carry along, they mean, no, no, no. And of course, see, I'm glad, I, I, I can boldly say that all my years as a journalist, nobody can say, hey, I gave body money because... No, when the news is good, you tell it happily. Put it out there, yeah. And it was because I couldn't get what I wanted from uh, from Nigerian media, that's why I elevated to the NBA. Because I, I, I like basketball, okay? But even if it's not working, you've got to move on. But now I'm getting involved again because I think that it, the time has come for us to tell our stories and to expand the base of this sport that the world is embracing. Right. Um, if I may talk about the um, telling our stories, and which is one of the reasons why this platform is there as well too, to talk about different sports that are not being celebrated. Now, um, recently, um, Ayo, we just have the basketball league, Afri basketball Africa league, which is in, uh, which is a collaboration between FIBA and NBA, and I know someone try to attempt something of that nature in Nigeria by certainly I think the um, what's it called um, the African ABL ABL African, African Basketball, Basketball League. League what do you think is uh, what, what would what would you think this would do for the development of basketball in Africa at large and by extension Nigeria and Nigeria because River Upas is representing Nigeria at the newly Basketball League in which has been um, formed in conjunction with NBA and FIBA. What do you think will be the impact of this league? I think one thing we can all agree on is that the mecca of basketball is the NBA. When you're talking about the cream of the crop, best organization, the best players, perhaps the best brand of basketball, you look at the NBA. And when you hear that the NBA is collaborating with the world's governing body of basketball, FIBA, 
to host a competition of that magnitude in Africa, come on, man, it doesn't get better than that. It, it will create a whole lot of opportunities for players to showcase what they can do. And more importantly, from a marketing business perspective, because now there will be, uh, you're, you're looking at, you're, we're trying to look at an NBA kind of picture reproducing itself on the African terrain. And so you have incredible jerseys, you have jersey merchandise sales, right? Hopefully, um, the current, I don't know, the current COVID-19 pandemic will not kill us so much. And maybe at some point, fans will be able to turn out and see the best players on the African continent play. That is going to showcase the quality we have. And trust me, when I say we have quality, I believe we have great, immense potential on the African continent. There have been so many African exports who have done the continent proud. I can't start to name them all, from Akim Olajuwon to Dikembe Motombo, and even those who don't, who never represented any country in Africa, in Africa, Allah, Yanis Andetokounmpo, you know, Serge Ibaka and Co. These guys have flown the African flag so well. And so having this kind of competition on the African continent is one I am truly excited about, is one I'm looking forward to. I just hope that one thing that has destroyed the chances of Africa in pretty much everything we've attempted to do which starts with the letter P, politics, will not rear its ugly head when this competition eventually starts. That is just my sincere hope. But you put that aside, I think we are in for a bang. Right. We'll just go on a quick break. And as we begin to round up, when we come back, we'll talk about the D-Tiger and the D-Tigresses and to evaluate their progress. We'll be right back after this break.
Welcome back. You're still on Sports Africana where we've been discussing basketball. Um, as you can see, the discussion is getting interesting and we can all go on forever. But going straight now, um, going back, before we went on the break, we, we, we touched, we said we're going to talk about the, the national team. Now, um, buddy, um, the D-Tigers and D-Tigress seems to be on the eye. I personally think the female team has reached the peak. The the male team, in my opinion, um, I still think is still a little bit notch below Tunisia. That's my opinion. A little bit notch be below uh, Tunisia. But the female team are right there at the very, very top. Yeah. What do you think? How do you think this can cascade <laughs> into the development of basketball locally? And talk about the development of this team at the global stage as well, too. Okay, again, I would, I would disagree with you. I don't think the female team has, I don't, I don't think they have picked. Um, they, they have not picked, not, not by a long mile. They have grown in lips and bounds. But um, 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 if, if you know the amount of talent that is coming through, um, uh, sometime in, I think it was 2013, at the All Star Weekend in Houston. Um, at the, at the end of, of, of the festivities, uh, we all got round to um, uh, one Nigerian took us to his place in Sugarland, and uh, Nigerian, top Nigerian basketball people are there, including the present, um, the present uh, president of, 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 of the federation. And somebody said at that time that the amount of talent that's coming out of out of college now, that in the next few years, Nigeria will be the team to beat on the continent. That has happened. How many that, years ago right? was this? Ah. This was seven years ago, yeah. 2013, no, seven years ago, yeah. Now, um, I also know that the, 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 the programs that, 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 that they've been holding, um, um, uh, teaching programs, has seen a lot of young Nigerians go to college in America. Some of them are coming through. They have not, they are, some of them are just breaking, breaking to the national team now. They are homegrown here. They grew up from Adjogula from Sulu Leri. And they are, they, are, they are getting national team now. They are big, they are fearless. They don't have any body bone in them. <laughs> so we haven't seen those ones yet. Those ones are still coming. That's on one side. Then the main thing, uh, I think also just like, just, just like the women, just have some young men coming through. And they have some who didn't see value in Nigeria before. So they are not interested. Now they are seeing value and they, they, are, they are going to commit. And when that happens, Tunisia will be obliterated. Tell, I'm, I'm, just, just believe it. So I think that the era of Nigerian basketball, the dawn is just, is just, is just breaking. We haven't seen it. Um, I think what you need to focus on now is how to get our logistics right. Because most of these people, they've seen how things work in other places. And so to give their best, We've got to give them. We've got to give them our own best because sometimes they don't. They don't give their best because when it comes to certain small, small issues, we don't. We don't get it done. And it affects their sense of mind. That's that. And so when they go on the floor to play, but what you have seen in the last, uh, the last time, especially in the, in the Olympic qualifiers and the World Cup, is that they they got what they wanted exactly, except the coaching. Now we have corrected that. So. Trust me, you haven't seen anything yet. You are about to see. I, I, um, I, I am Ayo, excited too. Ayo, um, I, 
I listened to one of your interviews. Um, I think you were called by a Nigerian radio station to give your prediction between the Nigerian female team and the USA. This was before the, the World Cup in 2018. And you're called in. I think the, 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 um, the, the interviewer, the presenter, wanted you to give some sort of reassurance. But, but by the time you broke down everything, in fact, I that was listening, I felt there was no hope. And to be, to be fair to the, the Tigers, they went ahead and they have standing doors. They well, led it was a close the, game. They, they led, I'm talking about the World Cup, particularly. They led yeah. in the first set. Now, fast forward 2000, I think early this year, actually, before yeah. the pandemic, they participated mm-hmm. at the pre-Olympics. Yep. And the USA team had nothing to lose. They, they had qualified being world champions anyway. But the data digress gave them a fight. And that's why I said, that's why I used the word, they seems to be up there. That's why I said, but even though um, but they disagree with me, what do you think? Because um, uh, this lady, Evelyn Akato, she, um, not, not Evelyn, sorry, the, 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 the point guide lady, I'm trying to remember her name, she said something. Yeah. She said playing this pre-Olympic was opening the door wide. That when we get to the Olympics, people will see what we are made of. We'll kick it up. We'll kick it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think personally, now people, people, people have been discussing. They don't agree with me. I think that team can medal. That female team. My opinion. I mean. Well, it's, it's so. good to be. Uh, it's, it's. I'm not. I'm, I to like, be honest, Ayo, I'm not being yeah. optimistic. I think. Okay. I was just going to say it's good to be optimistic. No, no, I'm not. Be, I'm actually not being. I'm actually. I know you guys are basketball guys, and I do respect your opinion a lot, and that's the truth. But I'm saying, from what I watched against how they played against the United States, the Serbian team, I think they could have defeated them if they had corrected some few lapses. I think they become medal. I don't know what you think. That's the thing. So basketball I, I'm, I'm trying to see how i can apportion a percentage it's not just what you do dribbling the basketball shooting the basketball setting screens and so on and so forth the mental aspect is as important as all of that and i felt that was that's one thing that has been lacking in our national teams over the last few years it's not simply talent is not there but you see i'm going to make a statement that may sound very controversial but if you look at it deeply it's the truth when you go to a major global competition, not Africa, anytime you see a Nigerian team in any African group, Nigeria has to be favorites, right? But when you go to the global competition and you have a group that has maybe Argentina, Nigeria, maybe Australia and Venezuela or something, you want to ask yourself, for every team in that group, if they were to pick one team, they feel like we should beat these guys. I promise you it's the Nigerian team they are looking out for. And it's not yeah. an insult to Nigeria. Mm. Everybody would think they are from Africa. The game is just developing in Africa. The, the ladies or the men are not household names. I think we have a chance against them. You understand? And so that alone shows that our standard at the international level still has a lot to be desired of. There's still improvement that has to be made. You know, I, I don't know if this is limited to the, to the ladies now, but I'm trying to mix the two teams together. The mental side is very important. I don't know if the appointment of uh, Mike Brown for D-Tigers is still holding water 
But that is one that really got me excited when I saw it because he's not just a coach, he is a teacher of the game. And I feel like that is what our players did. I was very unhappy when William Voigt um, was relieved of his appointment back then. That that pained me because it pained I me too. he had developed he had developed a certain bond with the team. Uh, you, you look at the Boston Celtics, for example, the success they're enjoying, it's not just because they have incredible players, but it's the relationship between the coach, Brad Stevens, who I think is probably one of the best coaches we've seen, not just in terms of his ability to draw X's and O's, but his ability to teach and to end the respect of his, of his players. And I feel like that's the kind of thing we need for these two teams. The future is indeed very bright. I'm not going to show a lot of optimism as to saying that we might be on the medals table in the next, you know, global competitions. But if we get there, I'll be excited. But I think we've done more than enough to earn comfortable places in the quarterfinals in any global competition competition we, we go for. The future is really, really bright. I hope we keep it up. And that's you being modest. I, 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 I agree with Ayo. Um, sometimes the, 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 the margin of victory between victory and defeat in basketball, they are minute, it's almost invisible. Yeah. But you yeah. see, what the Europeans have that you don't have is their, their, the basics, the attention to details. For instance, yeah. they take 10 shots. You can put money on nine, on nine, nine, nine of it getting in. And they, they, no emotions at all. We are emotional. Okay? And then, when those shots are not falling, how do you react? They just get on with it. We start to react. Oh no! I, I, and see, the margin is very fine. You know, for instance, you, you mentioned that you said oh, we should have beaten. Said, of course, the guests should have beaten Serbia, but they didn't. Yeah. Is that fine margin? And that's what we need to work on. To, like you said, I agree with him. Quarterfinals, yes. Medals. Look, to get to the medal last year, you have to add that something extra. So now the talent is there, yes. But that extra that you are looking for now, and yes, what my brand will, be, will bring to Nigeria is that hey, like like I told somebody. When my brother is on the sidelines for you, that's like 10, 12 extra points. Yeah. Because the refs, are not going to, the refs are not going to mess with you. And the players are going to listen to him. Yeah. So, so and, and that's because sometimes when they don't know your, when they don't know your, your coach, the refs, can, the, the refs can mess with you. And once, once, once the referee starts messing with you, you lose your composure, you lose the yeah. game. So, as I begin to round up now, I'm going back home now. Um, and sometimes whenever I'm maybe taking my normal walks or when I'm joking, I tend to do some um, fantasy thinking, well, positive fantasy yeah. thinking. Now imagine having like some billions of Naira, you know, that's in the Nigerian currency or I mean some millions of pounds. And I set up a private basketball league, just like NBA. What do you think um, are the viability of... Because I, this is my opinion. For sports to develop in Nigeria, yeah, certain persons who have vision have to think of something private, exclusive of the government. And the reason why I said so is it's happening in, in, the, in the entertainment industry without the help of government. Now they're getting recognition. And I believe sport is one of such... Um, is with as such potential basketball by extension basketball what do you think are the viability because someone tried it you know tried to start like a kind of private basketball league what do you think are the potential um opportunities or the viability particularly as it con as it um, particularly in the nigerian environment body i think um 
what killed JBL was not that the vision, it, it's not that the vision wasn't good. You've also got, you've also got to consider the economics. Um, for instance, the ABL, for what he wanted, for, for what the young man wanted to do, how many teams can see the vision and afford to pay it? That is what made Lagos Islanders different from any other team that played in, in the ABL from, from, from this side. Yeah. The government's own teams will, not, will, will give you only so much. But when the, when the time comes for you, for, for them to get what they want as at the time they want it, mm-hmm. so one, brokers will hold up, hold up the funds. Yep. So that, that is why it, it's got to be, you've got to have enough um, private people with deep pockets who are interested. The NBA is successful because all the owners, they have deep pockets and they are willing to run with whatever program the, the league brings. You've got to have people that, that are ready to run with you. And that will happen if the economy is not good because they're looking at so many other factors, what to do with their, what to do with their money. Even the Lagos Islanders people, at some point, they'll they, 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 they start asking questions. What am I getting from this? Because the NBA owners are making money. And so if the economy doesn't support what you want to do, it's, it's, it's not ever going to, going to succeed. That's why the FIBA NBA leader, that's why it, that's why it excites me. If you run it well, and at some point the economy picks up, we'll get a lot more buy-ins. Because the fans are going to show up, and they've got to buy the merchandise yeah. for, the club to, for, for the club to survive. You can't keep spending money and not get something on its own. At some point it will die. And so the economy is also a part of the consideration. But it might be a good idea. We've also, we've, got to, we've, we've also got to find a way to get the buy-in of mm-hmm. the companies that have the pockets to run it. Yeah. But right now, the other is, it's not like it's not there, but it's few and far between. And that is the issue. Ayo, as we begin to round up now, um, can you tell me the positive that you saw at the ABL League? That you feel that, oh, I can see kind of light. What are the positives that you saw in that league that you felt that if things can go away positively, this is a potential. If 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 I if I were to list everything one by one, we will sleep here today. I promise you, it was enormous. I was I was part of. Fortunately, I was part of the commentary team, and the turnout of fans to start with was was a, was 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 incredible. You know, we saw games at the landmark event center. We saw the floor. Had the feel. I felt like I was in the United States watching an NBA game. We had cheerleaders. The atmosphere was electric. We had A-list artists performing during the halftime. It was, it was nothing like we'd ever seen in Nigeria before. It was incredible. The question is sustainability. How do you yeah. make it happen? How do you sustain it? Especially if money is not coming in. So the idea was brilliant. It was remarkable. I mean, I'll throw my weight behind anybody who brings it up again, gets the approval of the MBBF to you know run their thing independent point a lot of money but trust me like body accurately put it there's really nothing much to add if the landscape the economic terrain does not favor what is going on it's going to be very difficult except these private investors decide you know what for the first 15 years we're going to yeah. close our eyes to making pop profit let's form the foundation let's put in all our resources let's know look we're not in for making profit for the first 10 15 years maybe then something will happen but in this day and age are you sure you want to put in an investment for 15 years without seeing any profit especially in a volatile climate like nigeria that's that's the billion dollar question all right um i think to be honest i would, I would, I would love to hold you guys further but i know uncle Bode and um ayo wants to go and um, they want to they want to ditch their first love of basketball for football 
to go and watch Leeds and Manchester, Leeds and uh, Liverpool. But it's all good. Um, it's such a wonderful privilege of having you, gentlemen, um, on on the show. And I hope um, you're obliged if we invite you again. I know you will. You know. Oh yes. Um, and there you have it. Um, that's the end of the show. You can listen to our podcast. Um, and until we come your way again, stay safe and be good. <laughs>